Hello everyone, it's me doing a solo episode today. <clears throat> this is uh, going to be more of a practice episode just in case I have to do this again in the future. Um, I did foresee potential solos being a thing. Um, this week I had a uh, three brothers scheduled and some things came up so I'm going to do a solo in its place. Um, first time doing it, like I said it's going to be kind of a practice run. Not 100% sure how this is going to go because I really don't have any notes of anything I want to talk about. It's going to be mainly improvised, um, but I did figure maybe I could just kind of start by um, talking about the podcast. The goal is to be doing an hour when I do a solo episode, but there's no guarantee this one's going to go that far because I don't even know what I'm going to need to get into to get into an hour, but it also may go longer. Who knows? I ramble sometimes. So the first thing I want to say um, about this podcast is I'm an idiot. All right. Straight up. I don't want anybody to take anything too serious. Um, I think out loud. I like to talk through ideas. And my brain uh, goes about a thousand different directions at one time on a lot of topics. I'm always looking at the extremes on either end um, and at the same time I'm looking at the effect right of some of these extremes um, I'm also playing them against somebody who may have a completely opposite view I mean there's like I said there's so many things going on so if I say anything that is um, sounds dumb it's probably because it is because again I'm an idiot and just the way that I, I think through ideas, I've almost got to put them in the physical world. Um, you know, you may have a design for a product in your head. Uh, you know, you may have a hobby, something you want to build. You know, like let's say that you get a bed. You buy a bed that you're going to put together. There's a picture on the box. You have an idea in your in your head how it's going to go together. You look at the instructions, right? You start putting it together and then you miss a screw or something somewhere and that can throw off the whole process and it may not end up coming out looking like as perfect on the box. I mean, we, we've all been to McDonald's and seen those beautiful burgers on the sign. And then <laughs> what, what do you unwrap? You know, a smushed fucking, <laughs> I guess it passes as a burger cause most of us still eat it, but it's definitely not, you know, the image that's put in your head. So I like to kind of, like I said, just get things out, hear them out loud, um, because it's even hard for me to put a thought into words. And part of the process, I feel like, on how I grow um, from an idea or from a thought, because I'm I'm always changing, right? I think I said something in the, the last three brothers about love and racists, and it wasn't even that I... I used the wrong wordage, right? Because it's the first time I've really kind of voiced that. It's not that I love racists. I, I enjoy um, hearing their point of view and that type of thing. I enjoy trying to deconstruct, reverse engineer the thought process. And you actually do learn a lot about a person um, just by talking to them, regardless of their political opinion or anything like that. So um, that's one of the things I enjoy. That's really one of the reasons I started this podcast. Uh, biggest one being I wanted to... Um, really learn more about my grandma and my grandpa. Um, so I originally bought 
just enough equipment to get them on two mics, um, really so I could get, you know, some family history and uh, some stories, some stuff like that. And unfortunately, it, um, <clears throat> I didn't get to get as many recordings with my grandmother as I would have liked. She kind of started, uh, her health kind of started to dip. And, I mean, she was on dialysis every other day. And she had been for about five years, if not a little longer, when I started recording. And um, she just started to uh, get weaker and weaker. And it was harder for her to sit down for any period of time, let alone, you know, think and talk. Uh, she was always feeling pretty ill, um, you know, whether it be nauseous or really weak. And her diet was pretty limited, so there's not a whole lot she could do. She was also diabetic, but there's not a lot she could really do to um, offset the way she was feeling. So, um, you know, I'm glad I did get the recordings I got. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always going to appreciate and cherish those. I just wish that I'd have started this a little sooner, but she was, you know, really the, uh, I don't want to say the biggest factor, but she was definitely a majority factor in getting this started. Um, you know, she was always asking me when I was going to start talking to other people and um, when I would call her and we'd talk, you know, it seemed like every other call for a while there toward the end, it became every call where she would ask if I had sat down with anybody or recorded anything. And when I was going to get this going, um, so we're finally here now. And I just, I love to talk to people, uh, you know, like I said, regardless of political opinion or anything like that, I just like to, I like to converse. And um, that being the, the backside of the coin, I guess you could say, is that I, I want to get these some of these conversations uh, as many as I can recorded because I feel like as embarrassing as it may be for me to say some certain things, um, like I said, for the first time, just kind of thinking through, thinking out loud, um, and then thinking through what I said, kind of maybe trying to replace some words here or there uh, to actually get to a concise thought. As embarrassing as that may be going through that process, um, I think it's it's very productive for somebody to see, you know, even if I only help one person see that it's not bad to be wrong. Um, it's, it's not bad to be, I don't want to say stupid, but it's not bad to have a stupid opinion or to word it in a way that seems stupid, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, so another thing, though, also that is kind of a factor is I don't I don't sleep much. Um, that's something I'm trying to work on, and it's hard. I have two children under two. Um, right now they're actually upstairs napping. Uh, the fiancé's in and out of a nap. She's not feeling very good. They're not feeling very good. Um, so I figured I'd maybe sneak down here. So if I do end up cutting it short, that also might be a factor. But I don't sleep very much. So that, and I've noticed over the last uh, maybe two, three years, um, you know, I might have one day where I catch eight hours, but 
90, I'm going to say 95% of the time, I'm only getting five, maybe six hours of sleep. Unless for whatever reason I fall asleep, you know, holding my baby or something like that. So, um, and I know that that does lead into a weak thought process or, um, a lesser ability to converse. You know, I've noticed that my words, my vocabulary is become sort of limited. It's harder for me to pick certain words, even though it'll be on the tip of my tongue. It's, it'll be very hard for me to, uh, find the exact word I'm looking for, which ends up compounding and making it harder for me, uh, obviously to get out a concise thought. So that I've noticed I've also started rambling a lot more since I've been losing sleep. Um, my oldest middle, he's my middle, but my oldest of the two under two is about a year and a half. And since really since he's been around, it's been hard for me to get more than a few hours um, of sleep at night. I usually go to bed around midnight, get up around 5, about 20 after, 5.30 at the latest, to get ready for work, and, you know, I don't have to explain any further than that, but um, there's there's really nothing that... uh, that I say that I want to be taken a hundred percent serious. You know, the whole point of this podcast right now is, like I said, I'm just trying to set an example that it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to have ideas, right? Regardless of what they are. Um, and it's okay to not be able to really, put your ideas into words. I mean, that's part of the growing process, in my opinion, is, you know, you may have an idea in your head, but until you can put it in a concise manner, it's hard to really nail down what your opinion is. Because even in the process of forming your opinion, forming your statement, um, in that process, you can actually poke holes into your own idea. You know, you can poke holes into your own logic. Um, You can find hypocrisies. And that's one of the things that I I really hate is hypocrisy. Um, So there's times where, you know, I've caught myself saying, actually even most recently in the Three Brothers, right? Um, Greg had asked us, Brandon and I, what uh, who we thought the most influential black leader was or something like that. And I was going for the joke to say Malcolm X, right? Um, I operate on heavy sarcasm, right? That's how I get through my day a lot. And I I was going for some heavy sarcasm into Malcolm X. Not that he wasn't important, but he he definitely did some things that I don't necessarily agree with. But he did get attention, right? And I, I even think I said that, that he knew how to get attention, which was a truth, but a sarcastic, you know, statement. And, um... And I never really got the uh, opportunity to approach uh, any of any of the joke making because Greg went into some conversation, not really a rant, but he, you know, he was voicing some some thoughts about, you know, I think MLK in, in specific, but he was making some points and sharing some of his ideas. In which point, I just decided to, you know, 
step away from the Malcolm X thing because bringing it back up just uh, later on seemed like it would have been kind of a disruption in the flow of the conversation. But at which point, about half an hour later, um, I made a statement on Black Lives Matter and how I don't appreciate, you know, how they interrupt the flow of society or their community, which having said what I said about Malcolm X without actually getting into the sarcasm was a contradictory statement. You know, it was hypocrisy, and that's not, um, even though it was unintended, I do want to take responsibility for that and say that I'm not, um, I'm not happy that, you know, it ended up turning out like that, but uh, it is what it is. And the fact that it did, you know, I would like to at least address it um, and at least make it something that, uh, you know, is known, call attention to it, because those are the things that kind of irritate me is when somebody has one idea, but they only want it for a certain demographic of people, or they say something is wrong, and then they turn around and do something identical or extremely similar. Um, not not a fan of that. Not a fan of that. Um, and actually on the Three Brothers thing, I uh, toward the end of it we started talking about insecurities also. And um, actually, you know what? I'll, one other hypocrisy that's kind of been bugging me is it was also unintended, but uh, Greg and Brandon and I were talking about jobs toward the end, and I just kind of got rambling. I had a point I wanted to make, and I got lost in it um, when, I, when I brought up slaves making iPhones. Um, you know, I wanted to tie in the importance of a living to a job or whatever. I don't even remember now, but um, right before... We got into that Brandon addressed sex trafficking being a job. And I butted it and said it's not. Along with him, Brandon said it's not a job. I also said it's not a job. And going through my thought process, thinking out loud, really what I meant was it's not a job, like Greg said, not a job you're going to find on Indeed, right? It's not a it's not a societal job, something that helps move the ball forward or keep uh, support underneath the structure of our society. Um, but I didn't say that, right? And then about two or three minutes later, I then turned around and said, sex trafficking is a job because it actually does bring um, income. You know, it supports a family, <laughs> um, puts puts food on the table for somebody. And again, I'm not, I'm not proud that it turned out that way because that's not something I intended. I did not intend to immediately contradict myself like that. Um, but I will say that that's, that's exactly what I'm trying to do here is talk things out loud, get kind of a, a feeler for my opinion, my idea that way I can hone it. Right, I can get it more and more concise. It's like this podcast. I'm not completely proud of the first few episodes. Right, The first couple I did with my grandpa, I feel like I rambled a lot. I got way too political on a couple things. You know, I was passionate. Um, and I didn't really let him talk like I wanted to. And, you know, I've going back and listening, um, I've, t I've tweaked. I've tweaked a little bit of the way I want to I want to interview, but it, it's good. It's good that that happened because I can assess that and I can make a, a plan 
to move forward. I can make a growth plan, um, and I, I do have a plan in mind on a way that I'm going to uh, approach conversation down the road, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a minute before I can establish these new habits, right? But the most important thing to me is to be able to learn from mistakes I've made so I can make good habits in the future. I don't want to be practicing bad habits because then you establish bad practice in your habits. And really these 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 early episodes are, um, it's, it's a way that I'm trying to not only learn how to interview, learn how to converse, um, but I, really I'm just trying to learn how to, uh, how to get a thought out there that's concise, okay? And I'm not even saying that I'm going to be able to evolve anytime soon from my thought process because, like I said, that's how I think. I, I say things out loud, and once they're in the air is a vibration, right? Once you hear them out loud, you can only put so many words to them. You hear them out loud, and then you can say, okay, that's not the right word here. Let me replace that with this. This sentence doesn't get across my idea, so let me tweak it. But I will admit, you know, if I'm if I'm ever wrong in the future, oh, pop filter, slowly sagging. Um, if I'm ever wrong in the future, if I'm ever proven wrong, or you know, if I have any hypocrisies, anything like that, I am going to address them because one, uh, ownership, right? Taking ownership is a, a huge part of really any endeavor. Um, you know, if you're not willing to own your mistakes, if you're not willing to own your successes, right? In a way, you you kind of short yourself on your growth. You know, I don't want to say you stay stagnant, but you definitely um, limit your growth and your capabilities. You know, starting this podcast, I was I was kind of dreading editing the episodes I did with my grandma just for emotional issues. Did I just whistle when I said issues? Um, it was. It was difficult, but the ultimate thing I, I kind of realized is that it's not going to get done if I don't do it, right? And at some point, I've kind of got to face, I've kind of got to face the fear um, in order not just to grow, but I want her voice to be able to be heard by anybody in my family, present or future. Especially those that were so close to her and lost her. I want them to be able to hear her voice whenever they need or whenever they want. And it was just starting to feel selfish to me um, that I wasn't doing it. And that was really the biggest hang-up in starting this podcast, other than the fact that I was constantly writing out things to try, um, ways to interview somebody that, like, I'm not, I don't necessarily know, um, you know, questions, things like that, just to keep the conversation going so when I, I can get to at least two hours with a guest. Um, really the goal, the sweet spot is around three, two and a half, three hours, three plus, I'm ecstatic, but with the guest, I want to get at least two and the biggest thing I was having a problem with, other than getting around editing my grandma's audio, tuning that, listening to it, um, I didn't really believe that I could do it. And 
I had a friend come over one day. It was actually on his birthday. And um, he spent about three hours, four hours listening to me ramble. Let me hit this. Hit this vape really quick. He spent about three hours listening to me ramble. And uh, I mentioned, hey, you know, I wish I would have had a microphone going and, you know, we could have put some of this on a podcast, you know. And I showed him some of the questions I had and all that. And he, he basically really gave me some of the best advice I've had as far as it comes to this podcast is just do it, man. You know, it's not going to be perfect. Uh, you can't start it with the expectation of it being perfect. And as you start and you go along, you'll find out, like, even if you have the perfect plan, as you go along, you'll find out things that you need to tweak or things that you need to add or subtract. And um, I want to thank you, Jake, because that was really the last hurdle I had, you know, was just to start the fucking thing. Because in a way, I am kind of a perfectionist, I guess. You know, I, I mean, I'm a nerd. For one, if if I'm if I can enjoy or if I find joy in something, I nerd out on it. But I'm also kind of a perfectionist, you know, and I like to have things. It's not OCD, but I like to have things um, high quality, right? I, I enjoy putting out a quality product, no matter what it is. And um, I was really having a hard time trying to figure out how the fuck I was going to do something like this and have it be on par with, like, uh, any of the top-tier podcasts out there, you know. I've I've heard people ask me if I'm trying to mimic Rogan. And I used to say no, because I'm not trying to mimic Rogan, right? Eventually I'd like to get to that point where I can have fucking celebrities on or, you know, top-tier scientists or whoever, really whoever I'm interested in talking to. I want to be able to have that reach and that pull. But I've, I've... when I'm asked that question, I've kind of gone to saying, yeah, yeah, I am trying to kind of mimic Rogan because from his perspective, I mean, you've you've probably heard the saying, uh, I think it's something along the lines of um, mimicry is the sin- sincerest form of, uh, God damn it, I fucked it up. Oh, I fucked it up bad. I just lost my train of thought. I just lost my train of thought. I might have to Google this really quick. Mimicry is the sincerest form of flattery, right? Yeah, okay, okay, Oscar Wired. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Okay. And I'm not trying to imitate him exactly, but... That's because I'm not exactly Joe Rogan, right? There's a lot of long-form conversation podcasts out there. And I feel like every host has a little bit different agenda. Um, there's some with, you know, several hosts. And I don't really... My only agenda is to learn and to help, right? I want to grow to be a better person, but I also want to help my listeners. You know, if if, if I have somebody on that's having... Um, problems with anything in particular in their life. I want to be I want them to be able to be comfortable enough with me to talk about it um and not be ashamed but also not feel like I'm exploiting their feelings or you know anything that they've done 
because I want them to know, for one, I, I don't, I think most people I interact with understand I'm, I'm not a judgmental person, but I am very inquisitive, right? Because you can learn a lot by somebody else's misfortunes or mistakes without having to make them on your own, right? You don't have to touch the oven to know it's hot as long as somebody tells you that it's hot, you know? It's one of the one of the easiest ways to learn is to absorb information from someone that's done something or been somewhere. Now, take that with a grain of salt because excuse me. A lot of people can throw biases, bias, biases. They can throw bias, you know, into their relation of said topic, right? they may be a little biased in one direction or the other. And if you peel that back a little bit and you just take the basic information, you know, you may even have bias in the information that they're giving you, things that they're withholding, things that they're, um, oh my God, those dogs. Can you hear them? They may have biases in the things, um, you know, like they may be playing it up. For example, before I lose my train of thought, listen to these fucking dogs bark outside. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely going to be an experience that. Um, I mean, I already am cherishing it. You know, um, I finally got my uh, papers printed. Well, I got them written up, revised about. 40 fucking times and now they're printed for my release form so I'm ready to start scheduling guests um you know I'm I'm hoping that within the next year or two I can grow this podcast into something that I can actually employ uh a producer because I'm not doing very good with this audio thing I appreciate those that are reaching out saying that it's actually not bad I know that I've talked about it a few times and how shitty I am um Dude, I don't know anything about audio, right? Like, I can... I'm not even kidding. I have the same pages pulled up every fucking time I go to edit the levels or tones or whatever in any recording I do. Because I'll listen back to it through my headset, and I'll be like, wow, you know, it sounds good. sounds good. Like, right now, you know, I've got my knobs all adjusted where I think they fucking sound great. But about the time I go to put my earbuds in and listen to it before I actually post it. I've been doing that. I've been putting it on my phone then just kind of listening to little clips of it here and there to make sure it's okay. Um, then I'll put it on my Bluetooth speaker. Um, and then I find out that I've got to do some adjusting and I'm not even kidding guys. Every time I fucking do this shit, I've got the same pages posted up telling me what peaks are, what loofs are, what fucking, what decibels or loofs I should be posting these things at, you know, there's like a general across the board. That way they're not too quiet or too loud. Um, you know, I'm looking into normalization, loudness, normalization, background noise reduction, just all that shit. And I, I, I have these same, I might as well just screenshot them so I can flip through them as I'm doing all this. Save me a lot of time and a lot of headache. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything else. Um, off the top of my head, I want to say about the podcast, you know, other, I mean, I guess I can give you a little bit of a window into the long-term goal. I'm about 
28 minutes in, so that maybe that'll help me get to 30, 35 if I ramble. Um, basically, the long-term goal for me with this podcast is I want to get away from my job, my day job. You know, I'm scheduled 49 hours every other week, and then every other Saturday. Um, so I'm working 6 to 4.30, Monday through Thursday, 6 to 3.30 on Friday, and whatever the fuck I need to work on Saturday to get the hell out of there. Whatever the man needs done, right? And not only is it really digging into my family life, it's really digging on me mentally, because I'm... I've got a skilled trade. Um, keep being made promises at my place of employment, such as you hit this production, you know, we'll get you out of work on Fridays and we'll add a bonus so it's like you're working Fridays, that way you don't lose income and then you start hitting your fucking goal and then what happens? Oh, they raise the number, right? It's always money, 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 but not for you. They don't want to pay you more to do that, right? Um... I don't know. I don't want to rant too much on that. I'm sure I'm sure down the road I'll have the opportunity to rant as much as I want or as much as I can about that. But I'm trying to get away from work. Um the nine not even nine to five. I almost fucking said nine to five. <laughs> That's laughable. Can you fuckers believe that? I wanna get away from the six to four thirty bullshit, right? I wanna be able to have more time with my kids, my fiance, you know, I wanna have a life, man. I've I've lost control of. And I know you guys are out there probably saying, "Well, just fucking quit, dude." I make I make good money, I do, and I can't just quit because I've got three kids, two under two, and a fiance who doesn't work. She's a stay-at-home mom, right? And I've got to balance everything: clothes, food, fuel, right? I I bought her a brand new Jeep. Not brand new. It's pretty fucking new, though. Pretty nice. And I've got to make payments on that, right? Got to pay on the house. And then you've got all the little bills that come with that. Wi-Fi, right? Fucking water, electric, gas. On top of all the other bullshit in between. You know, the groceries, like I said, clothes. Fucking you name it. Just gas to go and get out of the house for the day or for her to be able to take the kids to appointments. Um, or, you know, if she wants something, I want her to be able to get it. So, and, you know, we are looking to move, looking to buy a house and fuck, we've been doing that for five years, you know, and the market is not a buyer's market right now, unfortunately. Um, but I'm looking to get away from my job, right? I'm looking to be able to Within the next two years, really is my goal, I'll give it five, but the next two years, I want to be able to make enough money with this podcast. I I want to give it to episode 50 before I even think about adding ads or anything in like that, right? But I want to make it two years tops before I can at least quit my job and maybe take another job where I'm making less money, working less hours, and have this podcast offset that which would then give me a little more time to podcast, right? I'd have a lighter, lighter, wider range to schedule and guests throughout the day. 
they wouldn't be running so late because getting out of work at 4.30, if I were to have a guest show up at 5 and do a three-hour podcast, it's fucking 8 o'clock if we don't take a break. That's if we start recording at 5. Um, and that runs into dinner, and that starts to interfere with like the family life even more than <laughs> my job already does, right? So ultimately, I'm looking to get away from that. Um, I'm also tired of being lied to at work, right? Falsely incentivized and all this other shit that comes with the corporate politics. Um, but if I can get a decent following, um, you know, I'll take a poll. Because I really don't want to have this be plugged with ads, littered with ads. But it's definitely... It's definitely a lot of time I'm putting into this thing. It may not, you know, seem like it. I mean, a three-hour podcast is a three-hour podcast, but I don't just get done with it, save it, and post it, right? I've got to go through and set audio levels and tweak tones and boost certain areas and compress other areas. and um, Especially right now when I literally don't know dick about what I'm doing. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Um you know, traveling, like I traveled to my grandpa's to set up the podcast and, you know, to do two or three hours there, it's a half hour ride there and back. So there's just an hour and, you know, commute, let alone setting everything up, takes me about 15, 20 minutes, set it up, take it down. So that's about a five, six hour endeavor, um, because I don't just want to sit down, record and leave. You know, I love my grandpa. I love talking to him. Um, I mean, we talk about all sorts of shit on and off mic, you know, uh, the first couple episodes I did with him, we actually talked a lot more off mic than on mic, and that's kind of where some of that content came from. If he seemed like he wasn't really eager to talk, it's probably because he was talked out. We had talked about some of these, some of the issues we were talking about, like, uh, fuck, I can't even remember, I think like the gun issue, shit like that. And uh, we had talked a lot about that beforehand because there was some stuff in the news, and then... We sat down to record, everything was set up, we sat down to record and kind of got back into it, but anyway, you know, I'm I'm, I'm really debating on setting up a Patreon or a GoFundMe or something like that, um, just so I can be listener funded. Um, I don't really have many listeners right now. If you are listening, thank you. I appreciate the fuck out of you. And I promise this, this will, this will get better. Uh, just got to give it some time, right? Just have faith, hang in there, um, grow with me, right? I definitely would appreciate any input, any ideas. I, I kind of want to improv these conversations, right? But I, it's not like I don't have an outline for like a new guest. Like I said, I've kind of got an interview outline set up. It's kind of like a get to know the person before we get into any of the offshoot bullshit. Um, you know, just kind of you know, how they got to where they were, you know, how they were as a kid, just, you know, get to know somebody a little bit type questions. Um, but I'm thinking about setting up something where I can be listener funded. I just, I don't have many listeners, subscribers, anything like that right now, where it'd really be lucrative. So, you know, if I could get to 500 or a thousand, I might think about setting up something like that, where it's just a open donation, you know, donate what you can. I don't want to ask a dollar. I don't want to ask $5. I definitely don't want to ask a thousand dollars, you know, but, um, I'd like it to be donate what you can, you know, if you can afford $10, $5, $3, $10,000, you know, 
I, I appreciate anything. And if that doesn't quite pan out, you know, I, I don't know if I, I don't know the logistics on that, if I could just get rid of it. But at that point, you know, I, I wouldn't want people to be paying for a podcast that's littered with ads, not even littered. Cause I'd definitely limit the number. Um, I mean, unless maybe Patreon would do an ad-free type subscription. I should definitely look into that. I didn't think about that till now. Uh, but regardless, you know, if I can get get a decent following in the next couple of years, I might need need to add some ads in um, just to get some income in so that I can continue to do this. Because like I said, I do enjoy talking to people, right? Especially people that... Um, I, I don't quite align with in uh not even a political sense, just, you know, people that have different ideas than me, I, I, they intrigue the shit out of me. Uh, like I said, I'm kind of a nerd, so when somebody says they can do something a way, you know, that I can't, or that something can be done a certain way that I never thought possible, uh, my my mindset is instantly, like, I, I'm, I'm immediately intrigued. So, um... With that being said, I would also like to get some merch going. Excuse me. I've said around episode 50 is when I'm going to start thinking about it. I've got some designs. i got a couple sticker designs. Um, I've got a couple things I wouldn't mind putting on a shirt. Even just some slogans. Um, not even slogans, but a couple things, you know. Uh, something I used to say back when I was, like, in high school... Um, was look good, smell better, right? And that was one of the first things that popped in my head when it came to a sticker was I need a sticker that says look good, smell better. But I also don't have a, a real slogan for the Whistle Pig podcast other than be free or stay free, right? Which is never a bad sticker to have or a bad thing to remember. Um, because regardless of where you stand, I do want you to have the freedom to be able to say and do what you want as long as you're not going to try and take my freedom to say and do as I want, right? Otherwise, we're at an impasse and we've got to, we've got to sit down and figure out what we're going to do. But other than that, I, I want everybody to have the freedom to say and do what they want as long as it's not going to negatively affect anybody else, whether it's physically or financially. Um, and the merch is kind of going to be just tied, you know, there might be a podcast or two down the road where somebody, a guest says something that's catchy, you know, um, or they might, you know, just have something that somebody says, oh, that should be put on a shirt. At which point, you know, we might take a poll and see what the viability of that is. So there's always going to be that option but like i said i was thinking about starting around episode 50 but i'm actually cranking through these a lot quicker than i thought i wanted to do one a week um it's kind of evolved into two a week not it's probably not always going to be two a week uh to be completely honest with you but as long as you know i've got a nice group of friends which i have an amazing group of friends um as long as i have a nice group of friends that's not only willing to come on and donate some time uh, to sit down and just chat, which is what we do anyway. Um, as long as that group of friends is also willing to help me share uh, and expand this podcast, 
uh, and support me in anything stupid I may say or give me honest feedback. Um, at which point then maybe we can get this growing a little bit faster and I can move down the track a little quicker. A little, put a little more coal in the engine, if you will. Oh, man. Is, is that how it works? If you put more coal, if you shovel more coal into an engine, not a gas combustion engine, right? Like a train engine. Hold on. Do Listen. I'm confused now. Do you shovel coal into a steam engine on a train? Or how does... Nigga, how does that work? Do you... It's not... There's no way it's coal operated, right? There's... There's no way it's coal operated. You know what? I gotta give this a quick Google too, so I just... I guess just bear with me as I, I Google how coal engine works. Uh... <laughs> How coal engines work. Air flows up through the grates, allowing coal to burn hotter. The hot gases released from the coal floor f- flow forward through a series of flues or tubes to the front of the locomotive. Water surrounds the outside of the firebox. Heat from the burning coal turns water to steam, which rises to the top. Okay. Okay. So from my literal half paragraph of reading how a coal engine works, it's it appears to be steam-powered. Which actually came off Google, which is something I, I want to address too, is a lot of the information that I pull may, might be off Google or DuckDuckGo or Brave Browser. I'm not trying to get conspiratorial, but I feel like Google also censors a lot of information. I've kind of actually seen it myself, which is why I went to DuckDuckGo and then um, also Brave. But I will say that Google actually... Um, if it's not politically related or anything like that, they do seem to have the better information. Nah, not, no, 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 not better information. It pops, it's, it, it rises to the top. The better information rises to the top on Google, whereas you might have to dig a page or two in on any of the other browsers. Um, but when it comes to like, you know, obviously political shit, like I just said, or controversial shit, they seem to suppress, um, yeah, most of it. I'll just I'll just go out there and I'll say most of it. Now, that's just me, right? Oh, could be, could not be, but it's just how it appears to me, and you know that's just me being honest with you. What the fuck was I rambling about before? Coal engines. Jesus Christ. Did I already talk about stickers? Why, why am I asking you guys? You're not... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I'm not going to pause this and listen back. So if I repeat myself, I'm sorry. But yeah, I'd like to get stickers down the road. I'd like to get some merch out there if I can get a big enough following. Originally, I said a 1,000 people. Um. Oh, oh, I think I was talking about two episodes a week. Fuck. Anyway, I'm just gonna start there. Two episodes a week. That that has kind of become uh, the goal now because with my friend base, you know, I've got a lot that support me for doing this, um, and they're they're helping me push through some of the bullshit that comes with saying things out loud in public. <laughs> so, 
So uh, to all of you, I love you. I appreciate you. And I thank you very much. Um, so with that being said, uh, if I can get, you know, a couple people scheduled a week, the goal would be to schedule two a week for a while. Um, get a little bit of a backlog going. And then maybe I could drop down to one a week if Gregory and Brandon, Coco Jones and Cleveland still want to do uh, two brothers every Sunday. I'd like to maybe get a couple of those in the backlog too. So if this shit happens where something comes up and we can't do it, we're not we're not gone for a week. But at the same time, thinking about it, you know, I'm not as worried about it as I originally was because... It's not like we're doing a Three Brothers podcast, right? We're doing it on Whistlepig. Down the road, I mean, if there's enough support and there's enough people reaching out or um, requesting a Three Brothers podcast separately, maybe that's something we'd be looking to do. I know Greg's looking at doing one with his wife. Uh, She wants to do something along the lines of parenthood and just kind of documenting the growth of their children. Um, Also, he's an avid golfer, so... Uh, you know, we're looking at maybe getting him started on a YouTube channel, even if, um, you know, we've got to start it under the Whistlepig network. We're, we're, we're kind of talking through some of those options. Um, but anyway, the goal, Jesus Christ, I, I don't sleep people, get yourself some sleep. God damn. So yeah, the goal now has come to two a week. So if, uh, if there's ever a week where you only see one pop up. Just know that maybe something happened where I couldn't get anybody boosted. Um, bo- boosted? Jesus. Where did I see boosted? You can't get anybody scheduled. And uh, I'm out of a backlog, so. What the fuck did boosted come from? That, I, uh, again, people, I can't. <laughs> I can't recommend sleep enough. Um, now, I guess, you know, it, it really wouldn't hurt. Uh, you're going to be hearing this after my grandpa's episode post this week. Uh, grandpa episode number three. Um, but he's... I admire my grandpa um, a lot, you know. Him and my grandma basically raised me um, for most of my life. You know, one of my earliest memories, uh, no, I can't even say that because I've got a lot of early memories, but um, we were living, my mom and I were living about two and a half miles from my grandparents. I might have been four three, four, maybe five. And, um, there was one night I heard some commotion. She had put me to bed and I heard some commotion. And, um, I got out of bed. (laughs) Got out of bed. I was I was scared, okay. Um I heard her talking to someone and I got out of bed a couple hours later and she was on the couch crying and uh 
I can't remember exactly, you know, if we talked about it then or not, but she was pretty upset, you know, obviously, I mean, fuck, she was crying, right? You don't just cry if you're not upset, but she was crying, and I um, kind of asked her what was wrong. And I don't remember if you told me then or not, but she ended up taking me to my grandma's. Which, again, a couple miles away. And we stayed there for a night. And I believe she ended up telling me at my grandma's, now that I'm thinking back to it, but she was robbed. Um, literally all the money she had was taken. I know I've asked her before if she was robbed at gunpoint or not. For some reason, I remember it being at gunpoint, but that also could just be my young memory, you know, playing things up. So I'm not 100%. But I do think the guy was armed. Um, and basically from that point, uh, I lived basically full-time with my grandma and my grandpa. And as I mentioned earlier, we no longer have my grandma as of September 16th, 2022. Um, but I still have my grandpa, and I admire that man. Uh, not only the things he've done, he's done, uh, but the things he continues to do. Uh, he's he's getting up there in age. I believe he's seventy nine now. And uh, well, he was born in January second, nineteen forty four. So. Yeah, 79, and he will cut wood. You know, I typically cut wood for him. Um, I slacked a little bit this year after my youngest daughter was born. Um, I did a lot of cutting up until that point. I barely got him through the winter. Uh, he's literally down to his last pile, you know, but he would, if he needed it, he'd go cut it, you know. he would He would split wood with me. He continues to split wood with me, move wood. I mean, he'll get the splitter out on his own and do it. He does all of his own yard work. I mean, the man is a workaholic, right? Um, but, you know, not only his work ethic, but his care, right? He's He's got a lot of love for his family. He's got a lot of empathy and compassion. Um, and that's something I try to uh, aspire to. When I'm having moments where I feel like I've, uh, not that I've put myself in a corner necessarily, but like I'm running out of options, right? I try and remember that it could always, not not only always be worse, but um, it could always be fixed, right? There's usually a solution to everything. And some people say, you know, if you know my grandpa, some people will tell you that he makes the slowest decisions. Um, it takes him forever to decide something or to make his mind up. But on the backside of that, when there's something that's um, urgent, usually he's, even though he may seem like he's moving slower or thinking slower, he's making pretty solid decisions and that's come you know from a life of having a stay-at-home mom and four kids and having to put 
food on the table, right? Pain, doing everything I'm doing now, minus a kid. Um, and then some, you know, he's, he's had property his entire life. He's always been an outdoorsman, you know, um, and all of his kids are still alive, right? He took care of my grandma until her last day. Uh, put everybody else first, you know, and that's, I look up to that man a lot. And, um, I don't really know where I was going with that. I kind of got lost and think about my grandpa to be completely honest, but you're going to hear the episode with him this, this week, or you actually already heard it. Um, that's a little bit of a window, uh, you know, just into his work a little bit, some outdoor stories. We got into some hunting stories. I don't, I don't think we really got into fishing on that one, but we're going to save that for this week. If I can make some time to sit down with him. Or if he can make some time to sit down, um, but you're just gonna—you just heard a conversation basically about, you know, some of the memories he has was, you know, under a certain genre. Um, so if anybody does have any questions they'd like for me to ask my grandpa, um, you know, anything really, any input, I would definitely appreciate it, uh, just to help me expand my conversation with him give it a little more range um because i love talking politics with him but it can definitely get hectic sometimes because i'll let that bike go by it can definitely get hectic sometimes because he grew up in a time that's a lot different than our time you know where (laughs) uh he was telling me a story, I don't know if I already have it recorded, but he was telling me a story about when he got his property, he was putting up a fence for his horses, and his dad helped him. And he later recanted and said he helped his dad because, you know, he said he pulled some pulled some fence, but his dad basically drove all the poles and pulled a lot of the fence that he couldn't, and he had a hard time waking up the next day after day one, to continue to work on the fence, where his dad, he said it didn't even look like it bothered him. My grandpa was very sore, (laughs) couldn't hardly get out of bed, extremely tired. And my great-grandpa, just another fucking day, right? Shit's got to get done. But they also had that ethic where... They were doing things like that so much that they had a tolerance for it, right? They had a tolerance for hard work, not only mentally, but physically. Because the mental aspect is hard work can get to you. It can get to you if you're not in the right um, mindset, right? If you don't, one, if you don't know why you're doing it, that's huge. If you don't feel like you have a purpose in your work, that's huge. But, um,. So, if, yeah, if, if anybody has any questions, anything like that that they'd like my grandpa to answer, uh, definitely email the podcast. You can even message the page on Facebook, uh, Whistlepig Podcast on Facebook, and whistlepigpodcast at gmx.com. You send your questions there. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of where I'm going to try and take some of the conversations with my grandpa in the future going to try and steer away from some of the shit that's going on in this world because 
Uh, those aren't the conversations I I love having any conversation with my grandpa, but those aren't the conversations that I'm trying to have um, right now, right? I'm trying to build a little more content that's related to him and his life because I want to get that on paper. <laughs> Jesus Christ, on paper. I want to get that on record. Um, that way, if anything were to happen at any time, uh, any of our family members can go back and listen and maybe hear some stories they forgot or, you know, my children can listen and get to know their grandpa a little bit in a way that really we're the first generation to be able to do that um, in this format. So, you know, if anybody had any ideas to help me with that, that'd be amazing. I know I'm rambling because I'm watching this fucking time tick. I'm at 56 minutes, almost 57. So let me try and give you a little bit better content before we get off here. Um, Drawing a blank. (laughs) Uh, Fuck. I guess I could maybe end on a joke. I got kind of a long joke. I don't know the exact words to it, but I can kind of give you the gist. Just remember that uh, when I'm talking about anything really, especially when I have the idea, I've got the joke fucking painted beautifully in my head, but to put it in words, it's been so long since I've told it. I'm probably going to fuck it up, but, okay, so there was this, uh, there was this reporter, ah, fuck, was he a reporter? Ah, I already fucked it up. There was this, no, he wasn't a journalist either. What do you call those people that are, like, they go and they do field work, like, with the African tribe, or with the fucking Amazonian tribes, or, like, the cartels? Are those embedded reporters? Oh, the research. You know, for this, we're gonna call him a researcher. So there was this researcher, right? And he was embedded with this African tribe. And after a couple months, uh, the after a couple months, the let's call him the king of the tribe. Okay, it wasn't the king. I, I'm slipping hard. After a couple months, the head of the tribe. The king, big dog, big house. He uh, he asked the reporter to take a walk with him, and the reporter reluctantly says, "Yeah, absolutely." So they take a walk, and they end up at this pasture where there's a bunch of sheep. And don't ask me why sheep if this is in Africa, okay? But there's some sheep out in the pasture, and they're leaning on the fence, and the leader of the tribe turns to the reporter, the embedded reporter, and says, uh, Hey, man, uh, it appears it appears you've been sleeping with my wife. And the reporter says, Well, what would make you think that? You know, I guess it would have had to been after nine months. I'm not going to start over. Just try and piece this together. He says, why is that? And the African tribe leader says, well, uh, my baby appears to have been born with lighter skin than is to be expected. And uh, did I say it was a white reporter? 
It was a white reporter. And the reporter says, whoa, whoa, hey, man, listen, this is not, I haven't been sleeping with her. Like, you've got it wrong. And the tribesman says, okay. I, I believe you. I believe you, but I need, I need some proof. And the reporter's thinking to himself, and he says, okay, um, all right. Have you, you know how you've got certain snakes, right? And they're, they've got these beautiful color patterns. And the tribesman scratches his chin and says, explain. He goes, well, you know, occasionally there'll be, there'll be like a white snake, right? And you guys, you know, we call that albino, but you guys will actually kind of worship that snake, you know, as being something that's divine. And the tribesman, tribe leader, kind of shakes his head yes and goes, okay, okay. You're right. What else? What else you got? The reporter thinks, and a couple birds fly overhead, and he goes, oh, parrots, birds. I know you guys have seen a flock of birds where there's just one white bird in the flock. And the tribesman knowingly nods his head yes, says, okay. Okay, but, I mean, have you got any other examples? You know, these are just... You know, pigment differences, which, I mean, kind of argues your point, but, you know, I'd like some more proof. And uh, the embedded journalist kind of looks around, panicking. He's starting to sweat. He's running out of ideas. And he says, oh, okay. Perfect example, right before our eyes. Look at these sheep. He's like, you see how all those sheep out there are white, except that one? How do you explain that black sheep among white sheep? And the tribesman looks at the reporter and says, Okay, you know what? If you don't say anything about the sheep, I won't say anything about the baby. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I've managed to ramble for an hour. I'm not going to lie, this was tough. It was tough for a plastic... Jesus Christ, can I not? Can I not? Can I not? This has been tough for a practice episode um to be honest i've learned quite a bit right i've learned that maybe i need to come in here with a topic or two a couple jokes probably wouldn't be bad and that one one atrocious (laughs) the joke and telling the joke is not being able to tell the joke that's what's (laughs) oh fuck anyway uh I hope you guys enjoyed my attempt at telling a joke. Uh, <laughs> I have learned, though, that maybe I need a little bit of content to come in here with. Um, kind of got lucky being able to improv. This being the first one, just kind of obviously, as you heard, kind of describing this podcast, maybe a couple of errors I made in the past, uh, but the podcast in general, some of the goals of it, which I rambled on for way longer than I should have, so... In the future, I think I'm going to come in here with a couple topics. Um, again, emails. Emails are huge. Solo episodes are where I could address some of those topics individually. If I have something that, uh, you know, I think the three brothers would like to talk over or a certain guest, I can always bring up, even repeatedly. You know, if it's something I feel um, I'd like to get, you know, several opinions on. Uh, but other than that, um, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, 
Uh, I appreciate you listening. I definitely appreciate any support. Um, if you'd like to help support this podcast right now uh, in a non-financial manner, I would extremely appreciate if you would go to either the Facebook page, the Instagram page, the YouTube or the Rumble page and share, like, and subscribe. Um, other than that, uh, till then, just don't forget also before I, until then, geez, before I forget also email those questions and anything to whistlepigpodcast at gmx.com. That's G as in girl, M as in man, X as in x-ray.com. Um, and until then, until next time, why do I keep, you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get the sign off right. Until next time, get outside, take a kid with you, and stay free.